the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Al Fadi, and I hope you're having a fabulous day. And uh, we want to thank you, of course, for joining us here. Um, not really so sure when this particular uh, episode will fit, uh, fit in, but if it is after Christmas and New Year's, so I pray that you would have had a wonderful and a blessed Christmas and New Year's. And um, uh, this is part of my series on uh, government, politics, and the Bible. And this will be a lengthy series, so every now and then we are going to interrupt it and do other things in between, just to kind of like uh, uh, refresh uh, and uh, make sure that we're not really going monotone uh, for a long time. Uh, Every episode will be titled accordingly, so you're not going to miss anything. You're still going to catch whatever was before this and whatever will come after it. Again, this will be a lengthy uh, series. It may take me a little over a year, maybe even two years, uh, because this is a deep topic and I want to give it its due diligence. The focus of this series uh, has always been on what does the Bible teach concerning government and politics from a variety of aspects. We covered uh, so far uh, a number of erroneous views uh, whether government and politics uh, should be separate from uh, church and uh, the Bible. And uh, we had a number of views to discuss. One view says that the government should compel religion on people. The other view says government has no business with religion, completely separate from religion altogether. Another one says, you know, all governments are evil and demonic. And uh, some will say, let government focus only on politics, not evangelism. And another view says government should focus on evangelism. Uh, I mean, uh, the church should focus on evangelism, not politics, and uh, so on and so forth. I mean, (coughs) excuse me, all of these, sadly, do not really represent the spirit of the Bible. And uh, we are going to, today, to take a deep dive moving forward by beginning to analyze uh, biblical stance on government different and then different issues related to uh, governing, uh, such as um, capital punishment, taxes, um, uh, the right to defend yourself um, uh, in terms of like just war and other things uh, against terrorism, maybe uh, socialism and all kind of things. So, um, Let's, let's basically uh, take a journey today uh, on the topic of biblical principles concerning government. And, and this may take, um, you know, a couple of episodes at least, maybe three, 
uh, we'll see uh, how the time uh, would serve. Uh, civil governments, by the way, are expected to punish evil and encourage good. That's exactly what the Bible says. You know, for instance, in the Old Testament, the foundation for the establishment of the institution, or the institution, I should say, of civil government, uh, was made clear in Genesis 9, verses 5 to 6. I would argue, by the way, I would argue that if we go all the way back to the garden, in fact, when God made man and then gave them the creation account to Adam and Eve and mankind and says, be fruitful, multiply, uh, fill the earth and subdue it. The verb here to subdue has to do with government, to bring things under order, under control uh, in terms of kingship representing God basically uh, on earth and over the dominion that God has uh, placed under man. Now, um, you know, basically in Genesis 9, after the flood, the institution of the civil government was pronounced clearly. And in there, we see that God stated the following. He says, whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. And we see the spirit here of the civil government institution is to the protection of mankind. It's good for mankind who is made in the image of God. It's, it's very clear that God did not really change his stance on man even after the fall. Before the fall, he says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. After the fall here, uh, and even in Genesis 5, reiterated that man was made in the image of God uh, when we read about the genealogy of Adam. And now God has given us a reason why government should protect man or mankind uh, from bloodshed and from murder because they're made in the image of God. You read about this in Genesis 9, verses 5 to 6. So for your lifeblood, God says, I will require, for your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning from every beast, I will require it. And from man, from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. And then we read this passage that I just mentioned. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. And notice, who is saying I will require? God. You see, this is why it coincides basically what the New Testament teaches in Romans 13, that government is an agent in God's hand, instituted by God, established by him to do good. So it is God who's using government to fulfill his purposes. Um, the Bible gives us a glimpse of what anarchy would uh, produce. In the book of Judges, anarchy was a disaster. Anarchy was destructive evil. We read about that in the book of Judges, specifically from Judges 18 to 25. I mean, there is a reason why, um, uh, you know, people enjoy uh, the freedom that is afforded to us by God's grace in the United States, because anarchy is not really the way to go. And uh, that's why the system of government here has been always uh, an amazing system of government and transfer of power and so on and so forth, because it is absolutely the definition of freedom and the definition of human rights protection. And yet, uh, there is a push uh, for anarchy, and uh, you see signs of that everywhere, and sadly, it results in negative 
outcome. Why? Because once you deviate away from biblical teachings and principles, sadly, uh, evil takes over and man, uh, man's heart is always prone to that. Now, look what it says, for instance, in the book of Judges, an amazing passage. It says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. That is, I mean, this was repeated actually four times in that particular book. In Judges 17.6, in Judges 18.1, in Judges 19.1, and in Judges 21.25. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. There is no collective government. There is no unification. There is no single institution. Rather, Every person wanted to be relevant and relative to themselves. They wanted to do what is right in their own eyes, and that's where chaos basically emerges. Government should execute justice and defend the weak. That's what the Bible teaches. You know, look what the psalmist in Psalm 82 says. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Give justice to the weak and fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Psalms 82 verses 2 to 4. It is expected that government should execute justice for all, by the way, in a godly manner. Rulers must judge with fairness. Rulers must judge with righteousness and not to show partiality. Oh boy, I mean, sadly, these days you see partiality everywhere, everywhere. I'm not picking on any single government. You see it everywhere. And they should not, a ruler, a government should not show partiality, but judge only according to the law and the facts in the case. And sadly, we are lacking this. In fact, in the U.S., it is eye-opening to see how the decay in the uh, basically justice system have eaten away all of this. And now it's becoming literally a partial system that favors certain groups or certain individuals over others and unfortunately, it is definitely going to be to the detriment of the nation itself. And it will result in a um, disenfranchised society. And uh, the outcome is not going to look good. That's why we're praying and hoping that the church will step up to the plate to present godly values and be involved since the church has been silent for many decades and is absolutely responsible for anything that were to happen in this nation because the church is complicit in all of this by virtue of silence and misinterpreting the Bible and misunderstanding the role that God has placed them into any society. Sadly, of course, there are so many basically um, uh, interpreters who claim that their interpretation of the scripture is the only righteous interpretation. All that to say is that may God have mercy on this nation and on the believers, and may God have mercy mercy on those who do not know him because the church have failed to present him and to present him in a clear manner to them. But it's never too late. 
it's never too late. We have a God who is a God of chances and second chances and who is a God of mercy and grace. He's a patient God. Uh, his uh, love basically uh, endures forever. And uh, we pray for that and we have hope in that as well. The rulers or governor uh, government um, also must pay special attention to defending the weak and the fatherless and by implication others who have little power to defend themselves that's uh, just used as example here uh, the weak the fatherless those are just examples there are widows there are the poor there are those who just have no way of basically defending themselves, even if they have a high status. They have the sojourners or the foreigners. There are so many groups of people that the government should step in to help. Government or rulers are to use their power to stop the wicked, not to empower the wicked. To stop the wicked from harming others, particularly those who are weak and needy. Governments should execute swift punishment. They should execute swift punishment as a deterrent to crime. They should execute swift punishment as deterrent to crime. Not a slap on the wrist, by the way. That's what happens when you have a slap on the wrist and people jump all over this and say, oh, well, you have to have, you know, mercies uh, for the people. Yeah, well, if you're a murderer, uh, you know, well, God says clearly that uh, your blood must be shed by the hand of the government for shedding another man's blood or another person's blood. But when you have a slap on the wrist, look how many of these people who have been murderers came back and murdered again. You see, God knows what is best to deter crime and to institute basically peace and justice. Sadly, man wants to be the God of their own and they want to institute their own laws over God's laws. And that's what happens. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, that's what the book of Ecclesiastes says, because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Ecclesiastes 11, uh, 8.11. Ecclesiastes 8.11. Notice what it says. If you don't execute justice speedily, whatever that justice might be for someone who stole or someone who murdered or someone who did this or that, if you don't do it speedily and set the message right away straight and use that as a deterrent for others from doing it, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil, meaning people will be empowered to do more evil now. Why? Because, oh, okay, it's a slap on the wrist. No big deal. Well, I'll go to the hotel, you know, and stay there for 10 years and get paroled and get out. You hear this all the time. You know, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's why evil increases when there is no measure to deter it. In the New Testament, we read about similar teachings. We've read this many times in this series. Romans 13, which I want people to remember it like the back of their palm, basically. Romans 13, verses 1 to 7. Let every person, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. 
and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on a wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. This is amazing, by the way, how this passage just spells out the role of the government, God's part in all of this, and our part in it as well. So, and if we want to summarize it, basically I'll give you the breakdown of what this passage is saying. It says that God has appointed the authorities who have governmental power. Number two, civil rulers, government basically, are a terror to bad conduct. You should be feared. You know, they should be feared by who? By the evildoers. Not, you know, challenge. Not this uh, dumb idea of uh, defunding police and all that kind of uh, joke that uh, goes around where people don't use logic when they're saying things like this. They give approval or praise to those who do what is good. That's the role of the government. The government gives approval or praise to those who do what is good for the society, for everybody. Governmental officials serve God. Another point. Number five, governmental officials are doing good as they carry out their work. When they do their work truly and biblically, they're doing good. The outcome of their work is always going to be good. Because everything that God does is good. And last, lastly, government authorities execute God's wrath. Not their wrath. It's God's wrath on wrongdoers and thereby carry out retribution, justice, restoring what was basically damaged. You see, all of these principles, sadly, are lost in our society and many societies in Europe and other places and people begin to do what is right in their own eyes, and the cycle of the book of Judges gets repeated over and over again. And no wonder we deal with disasters, that the outcome of all of that is very simple, very simple. It's a disaster for all. There'll be no justice. People do not trust the government anymore when there is no justice. People fear the government rather than to confine to the government. 
people avoid authorities rather than to uh, basically have fellowship with them. Authorities become more anarchist and they become more superior rather than to be representatives of the people. And actions become more personal, more partial, rather than holy and biblical. And the list can go on and on and on. And I want to close basically uh, by reading from First Peter 2, 13 and 14. It says almost the same thing. Be subject for the Lord's sake. See, we do things for the Lord's sake. Be subject for the Lord's sake for every human institution. Not just some human institution. Every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. And this is really where things should stand from a biblical standpoint. As I expected, this topic is going to be deep, so we will continue with this at least in the new year in 2021. We will continue basically in this new year, 2021, with this topic. And uh, we'll see if we can get it wrapped up in 2021, if not possibly 2022, if the Lord wills for us to live that long. And uh, with that in mind, I just want to remind all of you, as always, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sierra International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Uh, We are always, always uh, uh, basically seeking those who can become part of our team. The more subscribers we get means more people can share our videos and expand the work that we are doing. We're also encouraging you to become a Patreon patron. You can give through a platform called Patreon, and uh, you'll find this on our YouTube channel, Sierra International. Uh, It's basically www.patreon.com forward slash Sierra International. And you can give as little as $1 and as much as the Lord put in your heart. The beauty about it is that it's done monthly. It allows us to continue to generate cash flows to help us with being on the air with a radio or videos. And at the same time, it's uh, basically another way for you to partner with us, be part of our team and spread the work also in your own immediate spheres. There are other ways you can give also. PayPal is one of those. You can uh, also click on the link that we gave you in the description box on our YouTube channel, uh, Sierra International, but it is basically www.paypal.me, M-E, paypal.me forward slash Al-Fadi Sierra, one word, Al-Fadi Sierra, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A. Uh, There are many ways, of course, that you can help us and uh, you can support the efforts that we do. If you're interested in listening to this or sharing this with uh, your people, your friends, uh, your uh, those who are in your immediate sphere, you can go to our website, for instance, www.sirainternational.com, although we are going to be doing a reconstruction of that soon, but uh, uh, it, it shouldn't impact or disrupt anything. There is an archive in there called Let Us Reason, named after this show. You click on it and you'll see the list of all of the previous shows for the last five and a half years, at least, if not even more. And there are other ways you can access this. You can access through uh, basically SoundCloud.com, SoundCloud. 
you can access it also through iTunes. You can access through Omni Studios, just to name a few. Just Google, uh, let us reason with Al Fadi and it will pop up. I have also a live stream, a video live stream called Let Us Reason, so that might even come across. I do tend to talk about similar topics on those video live streams as well. Regardless of how, and uh, uh, you know, you can partner with us. We are so thankful for you. We're thankful for your collaboration with us. We're thankful for your prayers. We ask that you lift us up in prayers all the time, that the Lord will provide for these needs. And uh, we are so thankful for your dedication uh, to be part of our team. Uh, You're amazing, and we are blessed to have you. Uh, As always, it's a a pleasure and an honor to serve you. Until we meet again next time, have a blessed day.